0: This is the Concealed Carry Podcast, Season 7, Episode 17. And welcome to the Concealed Carry Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network, brought to you by Silencer Shop. Today is Wednesday, November 16th, 2022, as of the recording of this episode, and I am your host, Riley Bowman. And I'm joined today by our producer and master of all things behind the scenes, Matthew Marister. <laughs> What's going on, man? What is up? I always take great pleasure in trying to. I mean, I'm not the most creative in this, but every once in a while, I come up with things like master of all things, <laughs> you know, behind the scenes or whatever. Like uh, that, I, I like making you smile and laugh and. Chuckle. Well, you got to make me sound important because I'm clearly not. So you you amp it up. You're the hype man. (laughs) The hype man. I try. I try. (laughs) Uh, Adrian says, Georgia in the house. Welcome, Adrian, and to all of our viewers and listeners live on the podcast, and to all of you that are not listening live, uh, we welcome you. Today is our Justified Saves episode uh, where we bring to you a bunch of the best stories covering defensive gun uses or DGUs, or as we refer to them as justified saves, where the justified use of deadly force is used to save lives. And we've got a bunch of good ones here today. So, but first, today's episode is brought to you and sponsored by CCW Safe. They are our sponsor, typically, of these Justified Save episodes. The reason being is because, well, that's where we recommend you consider signing up for self-defense legal coverage. We personally believe that they have the best program out there and partly because some of the best people back that coverage, the folks at CCW safe know what they're doing, have an incredibly talented pool of experts assembled to help and assist you in the aftermath of a defensive gun use. And they will back you as one of their members. Uh, which they have demonstrated again and again. And in fact, they are the only program that we are aware of that has successfully defended a member against a murder in the first degree charge. So consider signing up for CCW Save today. Use the code CC Podcast to save 10% off of your membership. And Guardian Nation members save even more. Hope that you will consider supporting them, our sponsor, because they support us. And also today's episode sponsored by Guardian Nation, which is our premier membership offering that we have available at concealedcarry.com, where you get access to all kinds of member benefits, including our online library of training videos and content, access to special discounts and offers available to members only, such as the CCW Safe Membership Program, uh, uh, discount that I mentioned just a moment ago, which is 20% off instead of the usual 10 for podcast listeners only. And also, you get access to our upcoming Black Friday sale, which will be launching next week. Of course, we have the Thanksgiving holiday coming around. And here's the thing, we'll have a sale going on all weekend long for anybody to take advantage of. But Guardian Nation members save even more off our Black Friday deals. In fact, in many cases, we lose money off of the things that our Guardian Nation members buy and partly because our Guardian Nation members already gave us money as part of their membership. So that makes sense, right? But uh, also Guardian Nation members get access to our Black Friday sale early as well. So we hope that you'll consider joining Guardian Nation today by going to guardiannation.com. Make sure you're signed up as a member now in advance of the Black Friday sale so you can take full advantage of that sale, which will kick off next week, so or if you're listening to the podcast, it may have just released a day or two in advance of that sale. So, so uh, you want to be on top of that. Uh, guardianation.com again. All right. So, let's get to our first story. Matthew, why don't you tell us this first one here out of the Chicago area, where it says this was ABC7Chicago.com reporting one dead, one critically injured in South shore shooting involving a CCL or concealed carry license holder during an attempted robbery.
1: Yeah. So this happened, uh, just, uh, on the 11th, November 11th. So not too long ago. Uh, basically what happens, uh, dude comes in, this is six twenty PM comes into, uh, you know, like a seven 11 grocery store, uh, type thing. And, uh, brandishes a firearm uh attempting to rob rob the uh the clerk there uh somebody who's inside a, a bystander inside the store uh carrying a concealed handgun licensed and in, in all that um draws the firearm shoots the bad guy as he does that the bad guy also shoots the clerk uh who he, he was attempting to rob to begin with um he You know, the, the, the bad guy, the, 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 uh, robber leaves the store. Uh, he ends up, uh, not making it the, um, store clerk is, um, critically injured in the story. It says very critically injured. I don't know how, you know, critically seems to imply that it was very, uh, a, a very serious injury, but very critically injured. Um, and so, uh, it doesn't say that he, you know, his condition other than he was, uh, he, he was, you know, critically injured. He's in the hospital. Um, and seems as though that this dude, uh, was uh, legally justified to shoot and all that. There um, and so yeah, that's uh, the concealed carry holder wasn't injured in the, in the incident. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give it back to you so you can kind of
0: take your uh, your observations from this. Yeah, you know, I thought this one was interesting because you know it's one of those things. Is it's like well, you have the concealed carrier get involved in the incident. You know, I mean, obviously he was involved because he's present. He's inside this this uh, store as it's being robbed uh, by an armed man, Uh, but he's not the direct target. Most likely, you know, most, Mm -hmm. most of the times these types of robberies are targeting the clerk and of course the cash register or other high value items that the uh, store has, uh, you know, in their possession. And in this case, the concealed carrier decides to intervene and draws his firearm and shoots at the robber. Right. Well, it's one of those things that I was thinking, you know, we always advise caution when third parties get involved in other people's problems. Now again, this is kind of a tricky one because this guy's kind of sort of involved anyway as he's also inside that that space inside that store and so his life potentially is in danger as well, but in this case it, you know, I had to wonder if if he had not chosen to intervene, would the robber have ended up firing any shots? Would the clerk have ended up getting shot? Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe not. Um, But then again, maybe he still would have, you know. So we certainly have seen those robberies where, uh, you know, the the clerk decides to comply with the robber's demands and still gets shot um, for whatever reason, sometimes just out of pure spite. But uh, in this case, uh, you know what? This man had the right to do what he did. uh, And he decided to use justified deadly force. Uh, The the robber, you know, uh, it it cost him his life. And, you know, he's that's one less bad guy out there to to commit such a crime again. Uh, But we do hope that the store clerk pulls through as it did say it was that, you know, he was taken to the hospital in critical condition. So we hope that he pulls through.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He, he's this older guy, 67, apparently, you know, an immigrant p- pillar of the community, you know, had a business there for decades and all that. So this yeah. is, this is a dude that, you know, um, you know, d- nobody deserves to be a victim. Right. Um, but this guy's an older guy just trying to make a living. And, uh, y- y- you know, your point it, it, there's a tendency in hearing something like this and and i know that our minds think you know this this dude did something good he he protected life and um but there's always there there is a group that's going to hear this and in the same story and say see this is why you know concealed carriers are bad because this guy wouldn't have gotten shot had the concealed carrier. and that's speculation right that's that's you know, speculation um, to say that because, you know, the concealed carrier engaged him, that's why this guy got shot. Um, you know, he could have gotten shot even if, like you said, even if the concealed carrier hadn't engaged him or the concealed carrier could have gotten shot had he not drawn his firearm and just let the let the, you know scenario play out however it was going to go because – Clearly, we have a a, a robber who has a gun. It's loaded. It's a real gun. He's not afraid to use it. And he's in control of the situation until, you know, things kind of, uh, you know, shift a little bit. So, um, yeah, that's kind of why I I threw it back to you because I thought that this was an interesting, you know, take because there are going to be people that hear that. But um, I think – you know, we'll see another uh, story down the road about people getting intervening in a third party, and why sometimes. I mean, you make the best call that you can based on the information, and uh, you know, this guy made it made a decision, and he he's got to live with it. And that's why we, when we do intervene, we uh, on a third party, we we do need to weigh. it. I don't want to say weigh it more, but we have to take into more in, into more things into consideration before we. We react. I'm not saying he did anything wrong. I'm just saying we have to pull in a little bit more information.
0: Absolutely. Yes, sir. Let's go to the next one here out of Birmingham, Alabama. Suspected intruder shot, killed while trying to crawl through home window. Birmingham police say this was reported on AL.com. It says here a 29 year old man was killed when police say he was shot while trying to break into a West Birmingham home. The burglary call went out around 12.45 a.m. Uh, The homeowner told police the intruder was trying to crawl through the window of her house. She grabbed her gun and fired a couple of shots, striking the burglary suspect once in the chest. It wasn't immediately clear whether the homeowner knew the man, says the article here. It then says that the wounded man ran a block to the Chevron gas station nearby where he collapsed at the front door of the store. A store worker called... Nine one one at 1246 p.m. so one minute later after he was shot uh, of course the course officers arrived at the store provided aid to the man until paramedics arrived and he was transported to the hospital where he was pronounced dead at 211 a.m. Uh, so here's what I took away from this Matthew is I mean besides obviously this is a uh, dare I say, classic intruder story. I mean, we we cover so many of these. We've got others that are very similar to this, you know, as far as home break-ins in the late hours of the night or early morning. But in this case, it's interesting that this man gets shot and is able to still... like he shot lethal, like he's going to die. He is, he is dying. Uh, it strikes him in the center of the chest, it says, and he is still able to run a full block away before he collapses. It's just a good reminder that just because we fire even a single shot that strikes somebody in a very likely to be lethal location of their body, that there stay still that that there still may be the ability for them to continue to be a threat, for some amount of time, you know, even mm-hmm. if that is only a minute, you know, even if that is only long enough to run a block, well, if that, if they can do that, then they can certainly do other things in that time frame while they are expiring. So just good to keep in mind as a, as a fresh reminder.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll also note, uh, you know, we, we put all the links to these stories in in the, in the show notes. And if, you know, if you, if you like go, go into the show notes and and read the stories for yourself, there's some videos sometimes with them. Um, but in this particular article, I thought it was interesting. The, the writer actually said, uh, that about this story, that this was the 126 homicide of the year. And he, he, Managed to get it right and say of those seven had been real justifiable, therefore aren't deemed criminal, which I thought was important because so often, you know, we see these types of things and it just gets lumped in like, well, another shooting, another, you know, another gun crime or another, you know, gun violence. This is, you know, the fifth, you know, incident of gun violence this year. And, and so they're, they use these, these terms that you and I don't, think that this is cons- necessarily considered gun violence right like uh, uh, but if you just to the to the casual listener they you know say oh see another another incident of somebody using a gun criminally no this this was actually not a criminal use of a gun and and i i thought uh at least you know these guys got it right and actually uh kind of parse that out so right, kudos to the to the writer for doing that
0: yeah yeah i picked up on that as well Next up, Matthew, you actually wrote this uh, write up on Texas.concealedcarry.com. Woman defends family in Texas home invasion in Edinburgh,
1: Texas. Yeah, so Joe just commented. He's from Texas in, in the show notes or in the in the Facebook. So hey Joe, this is a. Uh I don't know how close you are, but uh, this is happened in Edinburgh, Texas, and uh, just uh, end of October, towards the end of October. Uh, basically, what happens is a dude breaks into uh, a home uh, just after nine PM. He comes in through the garage. Now, the the uh, article doesn't say how he got in through the garage. Was it unlocked? Was it open? Did he get a Garage door, we we don't know, but he gained entry through the garage door. Uh, A woman is inside uh, with her children. Uh, She calls 911 as this guy comes into her home, gets her kids, and retreats to her bedroom where she locks the door. Um, Now, this dude starts trying to get through the door. Um, She's yelling out, you know, from inside Hey, deputies are on the way. I have a firearm. Get out of my home. You're not welcome here. and he continues to try to breach the door. And uh, once she realizes he wasn't stopping, she fired a single round through the door towards where she believed the suspect was trying to, to gain entry, uh, strikes him. Uh, I believe it was in the arm, uh, shoulder, or elbow, um, and he takes off. Um, deputies find him down the road. And so, it. it you know, you, Similar to to the other story, a classic example is somebody comes in and, and breaches, you know, into the home. And but I thought this was the original article didn't have a ton of information, but what it did have was really a textbook example of what we kind of harp on or or, or the principles that we talk about um, about you know how to defend your, your home. What's the best, you know, not every, you know, situations are going to be, you know, dependent on a lot of different things, but principle wise um, she does everything she possibly could have done, bought herself time and and did everything right. And uh, I'll kind of throw it back to you. Cause you, you know, you, we have the complete home defense that you, uh you know, filmed and stuff. And uh, it, this could be a perfect example that could have been, you know, uh, used in that, in that course.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, so first thing I, I wanted to comment on is, uh, and this is not the only story today that is similar in this regard that she did fire her shot through the door, which, you know, we always advise caution with such things when you're shooting at something that you can't actually see. I mean, it, it, it may be very apparent what's on the other side of that door, meaning that what's on the other side of the door is in fact a, a threat, a deadly threat and that you have the justification to use deadly force against that threat. But we want to be so careful firing through objects where we can't actually see where that right, you know, because we have to be accountable for every round that we fire and it's hard to be accountable when we can't actually aim the gun at the thing that we're shooting and we can't aim through doors and walls and so forth the other downside is shooting through objects typically results in a less effective uh, in less effective performance of that bullet uh, I mean it may not it may fail to expand it may fail to penetrate as deeply as we desire it may actually yaw or do other things that are less desirable in terms of getting consistent uh, terminal performance so just some things to think about there however you know, she, again she had the justification to do so she did in fact hit her target that's good uh, and uh, she did she got the job done you know so um, but the thing that you're referencing Matthew about how she did the right thing which is the philosophy that that we have taught here at concealed since way back when in fact I'm trying to think when Jacob and I first recorded the episode called isolate the family defend the room Um, long a lot of episodes ago <laughs> i mean i think it was in the first 40 episodes where we did that episode i want to say it was like 30 or 32 or, or thereabouts isolate the family is instead of going out in search of a an a supposed intruder in our home or apartment or other dwelling instead of going out into the yard instead of going out and seeing what's going on with the the noises that i heard out there the 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 break into my vehicle, et cetera, et cetera, you, you know you have a problem, isolate yourself and or any others that you care about in your household as much as you can, or then maybe they may isolate themselves if they're of, uh, you know, the ability to do so, and then take up defense in that, in that barricaded, isolated, you know, pr- somewhat protected, defensible location or position. Um, that's where you have Strength in terms of you know you, the the tactical ability, like you you now control the threshold wherever the intruder may try to get at you. You are controlling the threshold; they're going to have to cross, and that is a very strong position to be in. And so, don't forget that fact. And so, you know that's where we believe in in practicing this concept of isolating the family and defending the room. Because uh, that's the more tact, tactfully uh, strong position or or thing to do. So that's mm-hmm. something that's covered quite extensively in the uh, uh, complete home defense video uh, course that we did, which is by the way accessible to Guardian Nation members for free. Uh, it's you know one of the many videos in our video library. Uh, so yeah. another throwback to our. <laughs> Absolute sponsor today being Guardian Nation. That's something people can get it access to immediately if they, just by joining up today. Um, yeah. yeah, that's, I think that's, you know, all I really wanted to say about that one. I, I, I commend her for doing what she did. Uh, she made some some smart choices. Um, not sure if, you know, shooting through a door is is one of those or not, but she got the job done and she did what she needed to do.
1: Yeah, and, and I, I will say, like even post shooting, you know, we'll we'll cover another an, another story. I think we're going to cover it. Uh, maybe I read it and we didn't. It didn't make the show, but um, she didn't go blasting, you know, a bunch of rounds through the door. Just you know, willy nilly cranking rounds in right. that general direc- direction. It was one shot. Um, you know, she, she apparently had pretty good idea of where the dude was on the other side of this, uh, this door inside, uh, her whole family's inside or children are inside that room with her. Uh, so not as big of a concern about, you know, shoot through another wall and, and, and his, you know, strike a family member. She didn't chase the dude out the house, you know, um, you know, lobbing rounds as he, as he ran down the street or anything. So, um, I think, you know, she, she showed, um, really good post shooting, uh, I guess, um, tactfulness or, you know, um, uh, you know, procedures and things. She, she, she did everything really well and, uh, got on the phone. And I, I just, I think that that was a good, uh, a really good example. So if you guys, like I said, in before we put these links in the show notes, check out the show notes and go check out the, uh, the article it's on our website too. So, um, if you head over there to, to, uh, uh, our Texas site uh, Texas uh, conceal carry texas.concealcarry.com
0: yeah and we do have a comment from Gerald saying it's kind of a partial partially complete sentence also being able to prove the door wouldn't have stopped a threat so I'm not entirely certain exactly what Gerald is asking or suggesting here but I, I think he's maybe saying something about uh you know, whether the door would have or wouldn't have stopped the threat. And actually, in the context of uh, defense within the home, that's actually quite irrelevant uh, in most jurisdictions since, uh, you know, once you have an intruder inside the dwelling, uh, <laughs> whether there's a door in between you that, you know, an interior door between you and that intruder or not is actually, uh, again, to my knowledge, in most jurisdictions, not even a relevant question. So just something to think about there. Let's go down to our next story. This one is rather tragic. Uh, so West Point, Georgia is the location. And this happened, I guess, at a place known as West Point Depot. Never never even heard of this place. So uh, pardon me if I'm not educated on, on what all that is. But it says here, father killed by son in self-defense shooting at West Point Depot. Uh, a West Point son, again, this is Georgia, it says. So we're not talking about military, you know, the U.S. Military Academy. We're talking about uh, a place in Georgia called West Point. A son and daughter in, there are released from jail after police find the deadly shooting of their father to be in self-defense. Whew, what's that? Uh, so digging a little bit deeper, this is quite remarkable. About 9.15 p.m., officers responded to the West Point Depot regarding multiple people being shot. When officers arrived at the scene, three people were found suffering from gunshot wounds—two males and one female. Oh, what's going on here? You know, like this—I was reading the story, and I was just like, "Whoa, this is this is rather intriguing." Like, what's really what's really going on? And then it says that a, a 53-year-old man, uh, Terrence Holloway Sr., died as a result of his injuries. And investigating the, into the search, shooting, it, it was discovered that Holloway Sr. Bought, brought a gun into the West Point Depot and shot his son, Terrence Holloway Jr., because of a previous dispute. Okay, so this is a domestic domestic situation occurring occur, uh, occurring in a public place. Uh, some kind of dispute between father and son. The father decides to shoot his son. So he he shoots him once, apparently, or that actually doesn't really say how many shots, but he says he shot his son. While making a second attempt to fire at Holloway Jr., Minnie Holloway, who is Holloway Sr.'s wife, stepped in front of her son, resulting in her getting shot. So now husband has shot wife, and wife was trying to defend child from father who's trying to kill him. Police say at that time, Trayvon and Erica Holloway, children of Minnie and Holloway Sr., got into an altercation with their father who still had the firearm in his possession so this is additional children so so that there was terence holloway jr who's the one that's been shot trayvon and erica holloway are children of this mom who has been shot by the husband and they're now of course arguing with their father obviously trying to prevent him from murdering or shooting more of their family he still has his gun and it says at this point, the father attempts to shoot Trayvon and Erica. However, Trayvon then took the weapon from his father and shot him. So he manages to basically do a, a gun takeaway and gets that gun from him and shoots him. Erica and Trayvon were arrested at the scene, but ultimately released. Holloway Jr. and Minnie, the, the mother of these children, are reported to be in stable condition. And again, we assume these are relatively, they're either adult or mostly grown children. I think it referenced one of them. Maybe not. I thought I remember reading somebody was like 20 something years old, but I don't remember where I must be mixing that with another story. So I actually don't know what the ages of these children are, but they must be adults because typically minors names would not be released in such a, an instance. Mm -hmm. So terrible story.
1: Why I mean, it's wild, right? And I, I, I think what, you know, there's a lot of things we can dissect in this, right? But I think uh, one thing, it, it, and it's kind of a, a thread that's run through many of the stories so far, is, I mean, imagine you observe this at any point during, you know, you're a third party Mm. and you see this going down, how difficult would it be to discern who is the aggressor, who, you know, who in your concealed care, who do I, you know, draw my gun out and protect, you know? Um, And so this is kind of, it, it kind of goes back to that first story. You know, there, there are incidents where you're protecting a third party and it's pretty clear who the aggressor is, right? You're a customer dude comes in with a gun, give me the money. I mean, it, it, you know, that's a little bit more clear than something where, you know, families are rolling around fighting over a gun. People are getting shot, you know, like um, and so I think, you know, when we shouldn't lump all uh, you know, being involved in a third party as, as one whole group, because there there's a, there's a lot that goes into that. And that's sort of, I guess, going back to what I was saying is we just have to get more information. And if we can't get that information, I think we err on the side of not getting involved. And and, and I'm just going through in my mind, if I see this playing out, you know, I might be verbally saying, Hey, you know, you know, get the gun, you know, stop, you know, don't shoot shoot him or, or whatever. Um, but I'm not gonna be getting involved physically. Um, most likely, I'd probably be getting out of there calling police. Um, but you know, so it's just just things to think about um in, in trying to get as much information before you you get involved. This is this is a, a sticky terrible situation that I, I, I mean, I, I can't even imagine how a family <laughs> moves, you know, moves on af- the day after this,
0: you know? Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. That's a, a great point. You know, and, and one of the great reasons why we advise caution getting involved in third party incidents, unless you mm-hmm. truly understand What's going on? Uh, there's a great risk there of misreading the, the situation for what it is. How about you uh, take this next story for us, Matthew from FoxNews.com? Indiana residents fight back, take down would-be robber in apartment break-in. Police say,
1: "Yeah, this happened in Kokomo, Indiana." Now I don't know who that, where that is, um, but there are some dudes in there that you do not want to mess with. Uh, <laughs> so, su- suspect Meryl. Taylor uh ends up going to the hospital because he got roughed up by some people. Uh basically Merrill tries to uh get into a, a an apartment. And uh this this happens at 3:25 in the morning. So dude tries to get in, he's 18 years old. He's trying to get into apartments. He actually gets into one of the apartments um and there are people within the apartment complex uh hear what's going on and four guys come out, beat Meryl down, uh, and hold him at gunpoint. And uh but the, the interesting thing is is this this uh Merrill Taylor when he breaks in uh he has a firearm and so he points the gun at uh the the residents of this apartment, uh they jump him, uh they knock that gun out of his hand and start, you know, fighting with this dude. He has another firearm so he has a backup gun uh tries to uh, retrieve that gun and they disarm him of that gun and then they hold him at uh at uh you know at gunpoint until police arrive no doubt in the meantime, tuning him up a little bit. Uh, so he thinks twice just before coming. Yeah, just a bit. If you see the, the, uh, <laughs> pictures, if you're watching on Facebook, he got, he got the worst. Uh, it says the, the, the other four guys, uh, they got, you know, uh, some, uh, injuries, but didn't have to go to the hospital. This dude had to go to the hospital. He's not happy. Um, and if you're listening to this, uh, head over to the show notes, check, click on the link and check out this dude's mugshot. Cause, uh, he, <laughs> uh, he definitely got a dose of something that was coming to him. For sure.
0: Yeah. I'm not going to judge too harshly here, but we do need to be careful. I mean, clearly this is a deadly Force incident, right? He had two guns on him. uh, The second one of which was pulled uh, was was fired, and fortunately did not injure anybody. Uh, But just a caution about, you know, I've seen physical altercations where people give deliver too much of a beat down, and -hmm. that can sometimes come back and bite them in the rear uh, legally. So just a heads up. We wanted to we want to use uh, the right amount the right degree, a proportional degree of force. Now, certainly uh, physical, you know, using your hands and fists and whatever you can physically to defend against a violent attack that is being committed against you via a gun uh, is certainly proportional. But where it gets tricky is, you know, like imagine you get control of this suspect. You've now taken away their weapons, but you continue delivering the beatdown that's where people get themselves in trouble. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that's what happened here, but uh, just a a good reminder for us all. So there you go. Right on. Yeah. Now let's go to Las Vegas Review Journal. Resident shoots intruder who quote threatened to kill you all, police say. Uh, This happened in West Las Vegas Valley home and started out uh, late one evening. Or actually, excuse me, it was like 5.30 in the morning, it says, on a Saturday morning. Man, nobody's up at 5.30 a.m. on a Saturday, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But basically, you have a man that broke into this home. He actually broke in and started coming up the stairs towards a bedroom door with a knife in hand and saying that he was going to kill you all. This is a 28-year-old suspect. Uh, of course, nine one one is called. Meanwhile, residents of the home were trying to, you know, barricade themselves in their room. Uh, the husband went of uh, this. There's a, a husband and a wife. She was uh, uh, the one actually alerted him to the intruder being in the home. Uh, they're trying to barricade the door. The husband grabs a gun out of a safe. They also had a daughter. It does not specify the age of that daughter, but. Uh, the the husband was able to grab a gun from the safe. And on the other side of their bedroom door was a strange shirtless man. It says again, who he had come up the stairs armed with a knife. When the man told the intruder on the other side of the bedroom door that he had a gun, the intruder yelled pistola, which is the (laughs) Spanish word for pistol. It's funny how they had to specify that in the (laughs) article here. I think probably most people would figure that out. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's okay. Uh, Meanwhile, the intruder was trying to force a bedroom door open. The husband fired off a warning shot into the ceiling. I'm going to forgive him for that. And then fired a shot through the door. See, I told you that we had a couple instances like this today. And that shot through the door that struck the individual's leg. There is some video uh, apparently from a responding officer's badge cam uh, that you can review for yourself if you'd like to, uh, where it uh, shows them handling him outside the the home on the grass. And it looks to me, actually, like he got shot pretty dang close to the kneecap. So this dude basically, you know, kneecapped the guy. Uh, But... Again, that was mainly getting lucky because he was firing through the door of the bedroom. But uh, anyway, they managed to successfully defend themselves. Uh, officers actually heard the shot or one of those shots uh, when they were responding. So they got there, They must have gotten there pretty quickly. And the, one of the officers uh, kicked in the front door, announced himself as an officer, climbed the stairs, and found the uh, now shot injured and yelling and screaming intruder bleeding from his leg. At the top of the stairs, another officer responded, and they hauled him out to the uh, front of the home, and uh, he was taken to uh, – well, it actually does specify to the University Medical Center with a shattered tibia, so must he have, must have just missed the knee. <laughs> yeah. It, it, what?
1: And you already hit on like you know we're not advising cranking off uh, warning shots into your ceiling. All right, like that's probably not the best practice. It isn't. Um, but what? What? One thing that stood out is um, in this. There there is quite a bit of uh, detail in this in this article, and it, this this suspect is screaming. Various things like in, in addition to Pistola and, you know, I'm going to kill you all. Uh, he's shooting. He's screaming, uh, come out. You're running out of time. There's bombs all over the house. So this dude, I mean, I, I clearly I, I wasn't there. I don't know for sure, but it sounds like he wasn't all together. Right. He was either some sort of mental issue or uh, or, or chemical issue, you know, uh, drug some sort of, uh, he was on drugs, clearly not in his right mind. And I think it's important sometimes that we pause and we think and, and realize it not every time, you know, um, the people that are committing these types of crimes aren't always going to be, you know, logically minded where you're telling them, Hey, I have a gun. I'm calling the police, like leave my home. They're like, okay, that sounds like a good idea. I don't want to get caught. I'll leave. Um, th- th- they're out of their mind. And so, um, You know, giving commands is always a good thing, um, but don't, you know, don't rely on people to, to, you know, somebody who's broken into your home to, to have a rational thought in their, in in their mind or respond um, the way you would think a rational person would. So, um, you know, I, I think this is, this is a pretty, you know, clearly this dude wasn't all together when he was uh he was in there unless there were bombs and they failed to to mention that in the article um, so yeah that just that just was one thing
0: that kind of popped out popped out to me absolutely pretty scary uh, situation all the way around yeah now this brings us to the uh story that uh, the kind of the title of this episode was in part taken from where a young child was saved by a good Samaritan with a gun and specifically this is reported on wgxa.tv out of Warner Robins, Georgia. Man, we've had a lot of stories out of Georgia today. Mm-hmm. Uh, a local man rescued a distressed child by holding a suspected kidnapper at gunpoint. That's the headline. I'm going to I am going to clarify that the police later determined this was not so much a kidnapping as there was a relation between the child and the individual that committed this heinous act. But Matthew, why don't you tell us what, the way it went down?
1: Yeah. So, so this happens in a Walmart parking lot. And um, basically what happens is there, there's a guy, uh, he's in the parking lot towards the the backside of the parking lot. Uh, I guess there's, there's a wooded area. Um, that's kind of away from the entry to, to the, to the, to the Walmart and um this guy observes a car a vehicle pull up kids screaming crying um and sees an adult pull him out of the car and take him around kind of i, I don't know if it was like a dumpster or, or around a corner into the woods and so this this good Samaritan who's who's watching um you know, um, they're, they're waiting, they're getting their oil change. This guy and his buddy are waiting to get their oil change at Walmart. So they're in the parking lot waiting. They see this go down and they see this guy take the kid in, into the woods and they think, well, maybe the kid had to use the the bathroom or something. And he's just, the, the dad's just taking him into the bathroom. Um, but they hear the kid, you know, screaming louder and crying more. Um, and it's taking a, longer than what they thought. So, you know these the the intuition kind of starts peaking um so they say they felt like they had to take action um now they run and uh, uh, get to the kid where this this kid and this adult are there and the adult is the 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 man is choking the child in the woods has his hand mounted on top of him with his hands around the uh, around his throat and uh choking the the child um, they hold him at gunpoint uh, and pull the kid away. And basically, this dude, uh, says that, you know, uh, w- once the kid, once everything's, the police arrive, they, they arrest the dude. Um, the kid says, uh, that this man told him that he was gonna, uh, leave him in the woods, uh, leave his body in the woods for the animals or something to, to, uh, to, uh, you know, take care of, and so this this dude um, definitely. I, I mean, there is no. De- I, I I mean, obviously, there is some speculation that it, would he have killed the child, but certainly, um, if he didn't intend to kill the child, he was doing something that was very likely to cause death or serious bodily injury to this kid, whether he meant to or not. It would have been one of those where you know, oh, we can't prove that he you know, wanted to kill the kid, but he choked him and and, and the kid died, right? And he just applied too much force. So either way, this this kid, his life was saved by just some two dudes that were sitting in the parking lot and just said, you know what, like this, this, this doesn't seem right. And, uh, you know, thank God for these two guys, uh, truly, because I, I, I'm almost positive that this would have been a homicide without a doubt.
0: Yeah. And and, I mean, in a day, in an age, in a world where so few people are quick to act, uh, again, we talk all the time about being cautious with getting involved in other people's problems uh, for good reason. At the same time, there are times where it's time to act and too many are too quick to pull out their cell phones and record video or just turn a blind eye and continue about their merry, their merry way. You know, in a case where a child is severely being hurt, injured, abused. This is, I, I'm, I am thankful to these two men, especially to this Kelsey Willis, who is really the, I mean, they're, they're both, these men are, are heroes, but it was Kelsey Willis that had a gun with him that was prepared to act that drew his gun and uh, put this to, a stop. Yeah. Congrats! Congratulations to you, man, for displaying courage that few have, and for doing the right thing. So, absolutely yeah. remarkable.
1: Yeah, and you know, you mentioned you know it does take courage. This takes courage, and, and you know, I, we don't we don't script any of this stuff, and and uh, we don't we don't have a an idea of what we're going to say. We is kind of part of the. You know, I think uh, why some of the listeners like this show is that it it is a conversation that we're having, right? And we're having it with you, and just kind of speaking what's on our on our our mind and our heart when we when we read these. But you know, we talk about you know not getting involved in third party disputes. Um, But like you said, there is a there is a, a line, and for me personally, and everybody has to to go through this through their own mind. Um, there, there are people that will say, "Don't get involved in anything." I'm not going to get involved in any third-party dispute. I don't care, you know. I don't care if it was an old lady or a mother or a kid. Like they should have, you know, uh, you know, been better. They should have taken self-defense classes or they should have gotten training in a gun or whatever it might be. I'm not like that. Like I truly advise people. And I I, I would say anybody listening that I'm not advising you get involved in third party disputes, uh, as a general rule. But if, it, for me, if it comes down to somebody who cannot defend themselves, they there, it's a child, it's an elderly person, it's a woman. And the, the, this, the force is so great that, that this, this person is likely to solve, you know, death or serious bodily injury. Um, that's something that I think, and everybody makes their own call and I'm not telling anybody to do this and right. You have to go through this, but you have to think if you're going to carry a firearm for yourself, for self-defense, also think, what is it going to take me to get involved in, in a third party? And we've seen, you know, several different I- stories this on this episode of third party people getting involved in third party disputes and, um, And I think that you have to be able to dope that out. And this is clearly one of them. You see a a child getting choked out. Yeah, that's something. He didn't run up and shoot, uh, you know, shoot the guy in the head. He, he, he stopped it. You see a woman getting her, her face beat in, kicked in where, you know, her, her whole face is getting, uh, you know, every bone in her face is getting smacked. You, no, you, you don't, you know, run in and shoot the guy in the head, but you, you need, I, I think that we need, People to step up and be brave like this. This Kelsey guy, um, when when it's somebody who cannot defend themselves, and, and you know, do that. You 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 don't have to agree with me. That's just my right. opinion.
0: Yep. Well, I mean, I'll say it outright. Uh, be a little bit uh, strong in my words here, because mm. again, it, it, as you touched on, as I touched on earlier, as we've touched on this podcast numerous times about being careful getting involved in third party problems. By that language, I mean able-bodied adults in some kind of altercation with able-bodied adults. because those, those are harder to you know to unless you saw exactly what led to it, exactly what happened, if you understood the context, then uh, you you might be misjudging what's taking place, right? Um, if you happen to round the corner just after that sun in Georgia, Uh, took away his dad's gun and was pointing it at his dad and about to shoot him and you go and you see other people shot and bleeding and you might read that situation as well that young man just shot these other people not realizing that in the short time between your back being turned to them or coming around a corner or whatever it was that you didn't see that Actually, it was the old guy that did all the shooting and shooting his own family, and the son took the gun away, right? But if you are seeing violence used against a child, and I mean real violence, I'm not talking about somebody spanking their child, okay? That's not Mm -hmm. what I'm talking about. I'm talking about this is a dude choking a child. That is actual violence, actual abuse being perpetrated upon a child by an adult, a defenseless kid it's a that if you choose not to act then you are a coward and i dare say that you are guilty yourself of well certainly of allowing said crimes to occur because the defenseless of our societies of our communities those are the ones that like mean, if if we don't stand up for them then who will mm-hmm. so anyway f- good stuff to ponder and I, I actually appreciate the stories that we've covered in this episode today because it's presented quite a interesting dichotomy of of you know possible events you know that like we should prepare ourselves for and that's yeah. why we share these these stories so that you kind of have greater information knowledge experience and context and perspective that you can hopefully feed your own personal perspective and context with so you can hopefully make better decisions in the future should you find yourself encountering something similar so anyway that's our stories for today we got them got through them all actually in pretty good time Matthew look at us wow (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's almost
1: like we didn't have much to say, but no, I, I I think that like like you said the the I know that we do these episodes once a month, and sometimes uh, I you know maybe some listeners are like oh you you know we're just going to go through a bunch of stories, and it's the same same as it was last month, and and some of them are, Um, but I think that the the this episode I or these episodes these. Defensive gun uses are some of my favorite, not just because of the stories, but because I really think that it, it helps listeners to put themselves in those shoes to to really see what's going on and think about these things before it happens and know what I'm gonna what I'm willing to get involved in, what I'm not. In in if you can prepare your mind a little bit in advance, um, I think that your performance. Uh, y- you'll make better decisions it, it, when the time comes. So um, I, I, I love these episodes. I'm glad we, you know, we continue to do these. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And thank you for doing this with me today, Matthew. Yeah, man. Hey, uh, real quick before I forget, happy birthday to you. I should oh. say happy Marine Corps birthday that uh, we missed, you know, acknowledging last week. Yeah. <laughs> we we didn't, gotta see. We, <laughs> we didn't actually have any podcast episodes last week, which I apologize. Mm-hmm. We, It just was a busy week as we, and then we ended up having to be on the road for the Concealed Carry Expo and saw some Mm -hmm. of you, some of our listeners at the show. So good to see many of you there and uh, appreciate your support of us. Before we let you go, a reminder of today's episode sponsors CCWSafe.com, the place you can find self defense coverage. Uh, program such as uh, the you got the ultimate plan you can sign up for with them you've got the defender plan uh, you have the protector plan for those of you that may be military or law enforcement and you can use the code CC podcast to save 10% off your membership and again guardian nation guardianationcom to sign up today to take advantage not only of all the many great benefits of membership today but also take advantage of our upcoming black friday sale so we hope that you will do that and so we guess we'll sign off of here and let you all go uh this episode likely will be getting published during the week of thanksgiving so we wish you all a happy thanksgiving uh those of you that watch and catch our show live on facebook and youtube uh, you may see us one more time before the holiday but happy thanksgiving everyone we hope that you're safe in your travels and uh until next time a reminder to train right, train often, and train safe so you can fight hard, fight fast, and fight true. Take care.